Laverne. Is that a fact? 
world this was so popular. How popular was it, Brian? When he got his polio shot on television, the national vaccination rate jumped from 2% to 85%. Whoa. Yeah, that was nuts. Man, they just screwed everybody, didn't they? And they pretty much ended polio. Yeah, that, well, yeah, they just screwed them and they exaggerated polio. Um, <clears throat> my grandmother was a nurse. She was that age where they some people were still getting polio. My grandmother was one of them. We were getting polio. Tell Albert. Did his sisters still have? Is her sister still yeah. have? Oh no, polio. her sister. My grandmother's still alive, but her sister got polio. And the polio totally. They were identical twins. The polio, you if you can see the difference. It's the I mean at that time it's been being, this is the person that did get polio, yeah. and this is the person you see just decrepit, fingers were all kind of messed up, just hunched over in a wheelchair, infirm for a good por- portion of her life. Yeah. Look at this. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Pay back to now, Brian? No. I, I, I mean, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. No, I Bring it out. Right. You're wrong. There's my fire hose. Here's a bunch of data, and you're wrong. I'll talk to them all day. <laughs> I was I get stumbled down those freaking Facebook videos and YouTube videos. I'm like, what are you looking glass dome coming here now? Yeah, I've been watching some good ones lately. Like, here's the other thing. You believe that Mars and all the rest of the planets and stars are all round, but Earth is a disc. I'm like, I don't think they're all the same shape as what they all believe. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, careful what you believe. Just a music person. He was a movie star too. From oh. 1960 to 1969, uh. Elvis made about three movies a year. Uh, he made movies like Exploding Stars, Live in the Country, Paradise Hawaiian Style. That's the one I remember. And Girls, Girls, Girls. Um, I think I remember seeing a one of them was a slave girl or a poster for her. Yeah, that was popular. Yeah, it was Girls, Girls, Girls. Wasn't it Bob Hoskins or something like that? Elvis made 27 films in the 1960s. Uh, they were mostly formulaic musical comedies. Uh, critics did not like his movies. Critics routinely called them, quote, a pantheon of bad comedies. Well, they weren't the best, no. But virtually all of Elvis's movies were profitable. They made money. Yeah, they had swarms of poodle skirts <laughs> and whatnot heading for the thing. Producer Al Wallace said, quote, a fuzzy picture is the only sure thing in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like confetti. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? That's what it is. Elvis got married May 1st, 1967 to Priscilla Bulu. They met in 1969 when they were trying to find a way to push the movie to the pinnacle of popularity. They, they got married at the Aladdin Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's fun. Now you can have Elvis marry you at the Aladdin Hotel. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yay. It's come full circle now. I like it. Elvis is still around. Yeah. Still around. With all those movies, 
working on between soundtrack albums and five soundtrack EPs, which is uh, basically Elvis releasing a movie and then having the record set around that time. I mean, they still do that today, but I want to say they had a bunch of people. Yeah, it's a weird soundtrack. I wonder when we're listening to, like, have you heard the greatest hits of Infinity War? No. (laughs) But I bet it's there. I bet you can find it. I'm sure you can. Much like the Marvel movies, there was a formula to the soundtrack albums that Elvis put out. The deal was you get three ballads, one mid-tempo, one up-tempo, and one Blake Blues Business Business Blues. I think they still do. They're still a <laughs> they're, that's still a thing. No, I disagree. They don't sell record albums anymore. No. I don't think so. No. Singles, hot singles, and like. No, but I was listening to tapes on uh, Amazon Music. You know, you can basically, there's a, hel- a lot of free music without commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can re-listen to songs that come, like, with the Pandora. Which I like. I have a playlist yeah. like that. I used to hate And it. I was listening to some of the albums from, I don't know who it was. And it was like, they're, they, they had put the top song, you know, the, the single on number one. They'd always put it, like, number two, number three. But there was always, like, this, I could tell there was a progression and there'd be slow songs or I, I feel like they still know they got to put a little bit of average formula. yeah they got to put a little bit of average sound in there well um the more movies they made the worse the music got so that was also part of the <laughs> part of the formula was the more mo- so the later ones they changed the music and then they had quantity not quality so they just by that time they just wanted to make sure they weren't breaking the bank yeah colonel tom crank the wheel man i need some cash so his biographer Jay Hopkins said, The song seemed to be written in the order by men who had never really understood Elvis or rock and roll. But they could do it quick. <laughs> yeah, they were. Quick turnaround, but it's like garbage pop album. Like Chris Brown talks about you know, being in the middle. Well, I mean, writing rock and roll songs is all that hard. That's part of it anyway. I was going to say, oh, yeah? GCMD, baby. And, and, and go. I mean, you know, move it up a key or whatever. Just run through that. Find. But the words got to be cut. I mean, and it's yep. written pretty, you know, chorus, um, verse, chorus, verse, verse, <laughs> bridge, bridge, verse, chorus, chorus, verse, whatever. <laughs> Record sales are down. Critics were making fun of uh, his movies. So that's kind of where it was going on. Interestingly, Elvis special Dynamite Damage he says yeah man the movies are crappy he's yeah. not you, you know it's like that corporate propaganda he's not yeah. making huge budget pop ups about it kind of like Chris Brown does you know he's like ooh I used to work at the record label and now I'm like doing this other thing so um, December 3rd 1968 so we're going to average two years ago Bob Dylan Small Hours and Big Town Jackson Elvis writes the last of their albums yeah yeah you know you talk about some of these old old like '1960s like hits, and you describe it as like a black album or whatever, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That pretty soon it'll be out of uh, everybody's hands. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was the highest rated MTV show that season, after 42% of the entire viewing audience said so. Wow. Well, I mean, it's not really a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're always already getting that formula. Sixty-eight, you probably had like eight or ten channels on TV. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Still I think I only had five? four channels back in the time of June, nineteen sixty-nine. Uh, From Elvis in Memphis, the new album, is released. 
now I'm described as a masterpiece and you expect me to immediately touch you up with happiness and goodwill because someone passed him by for a few moments. Yeah, he, he probably is gorgeous without stopping. The movies, I've seen a couple of them. They're the best. Not what you think. And my dad would have like a plane exercise where he'd like figure out what his buttons are and like there's an old TV up in the corner and he'd be looking on and he'd figure out Yeah, it's Hawaiian stuff. Oh yeah. It'd be clam bake. And he'd just have it on there for like years and you're watching it all the time. Like I didn't know it was all that gun smoke was on. Yeah. From the gun cabinet. They pay you to watch these things. Every PBS is like, you're looking at it. Like, oh, you're watching it? Here's a couple bucks. Here's a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like high on them or whatever it is. Uh, ever since he was a kid, Elvis wanted to be a police officer. Yeah. Th- yeah, he had some weird infatuation with the law. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get there. That's the part I'm excited for. He collected police badges, and when he performed in a city, he won a badge from that city. Not an honorary badge either. Like, I want a real one. You're bringing that officer badge. Y- yes. Elvis was such a fan of the police. Yes, that was my joke. My first joke was he had a freaking Punisher sticker with a blue line in the back of it on his truck. And then the other one was like, he was such a big fan, he had a tattoo of Sting on his ass. You don't have to put on the Uh, Elvis had a uh, Lincoln Mark IV, which was the police vehicle of the time that he drove. He had it equipped with a police scanner and a revolving blue light. So he was a police officer. <laughs> this is the DMX story. I mean, this is where he got it <laughs> from, right? Yes, it is. He is awesome. Sure. Yeah. Could have done without this guy. Uh, he began to patrol the streets of Memphis. <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> Elvis. Like, Elvis. I mean, Batman. Batman. Like Batman, but still. Batman, yes. Elvis would pull people over. He'd, like, spot people speeding, flip on the lights, whoop, whoop, and then pull them over. And, and he's Elvis, so he's probably getting away with it. Right. No, then he's getting a lecture about speeding from Elvis on the roadside. How many people were probably now just trying to get pulled over by Elvis? He would write you a fake ticket and autograph it, because they can get their fake autographs, and then be like, all right, yeah, yeah, give me that. And go back to the car, and you're like, what the? You got Elvis? Who are you? What? Civic fraud? I don't know, man. It's all about it. <laughs> Elvis How would that go over today? Oh, uh, well, DMX tried to, I'm well, a federal agent. They're like, oh, well, let's see. Now, now. kind of doing the, uh, you know, the, the, the R&B a little bit. Yes. And Elvis is kind of doing the, you know, the, the R&B oh, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, can you get away with that a little bit? I think he can get away with it. <laughs> I think he, he can be like, hey, Justin, you got to, like, really think about, you know, like, it would be there would speeding be, around. Yeah, you would have flocks of girls just waiting in line outside all over the place. Like, Like, well, not because he's black, but because he is like a rap artist, I feel like that's like kind of isolated from the rest of us. Like, what are we going to do with that? Well, the rap artist. Elvis is impersonating a police officer, pulling people over. That's unlawful detainment and things like that, or like unlawfully holding someone against their will. Writing a citation, uh, 
Levi's on your car is what he's saying. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much of what he's doing. <laughs> so, and everybody's like, ah, Velvet, that's but hilarious. Like, again, I mean, people would let Justin Timberlake get away with it way more than they'd let um, um, DMX get away with it because the rap community, and I mean, listen to a lot of their music, but they have a beef with the boys and girls community. Yeah, there's a stigma there. Yeah. yeah. So, when you're impersonating the law and you're doing it in all like loving gestures, Brought him up. Did you hear the thing about Justin Timberlake? Don't ruin it. Don't don't pull the curtain back, Brian. Oh no, Leo likes him. You okay. know who his wife was though? Jessica Biel. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, the singer from Taylor Swift. Yeah, so not okay. only did he have hundreds of millions of dollars, he had the other thing too, which is wow. But Big they just recently. Super Bowl champion. She, she's the breadwinner in that family. That's amazing. I wouldn't have guessed that. Nope. She's super, I don't care. A world-renowned supermodel. Sounds like Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. She's made more money than him. Yes. Yeah. All right. Jessica Biel and Jessica Justin Biel, Timberl- they just found some uh, old, old-timey old footage from back in the day where she says, I don't like him. Or it's not worth it. He's an insane. I know. Who cares? She's, you know, it's, it's like they're trying to cause trouble between Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake. And she's like, well, you see, like 20 years ago, she hated the music. If it was really my wife, I'd be like, yeah, no, no, she doesn't like it at all. Who cares? Yeah. Like, my wife won't listen to our podcast. No. Uh, she has tried it. Right. But the same thing comes up, like, with my wife's life. It's like, I can curse on this show. She doesn't like it. I've had two of our very close friends. Both said they tried to. Now, Adam, you listen to podcasts all the time. You know he's listened to some of the broadcasts that we do. Whatever. Um, and he listens to them at work as well. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Well, he um, I I put I put the podcast on. <laughs> I don't think it's that big. It dictates all of our personal stuff. But listening to you two idiots for like ten minutes was too much. And I was like, oh, it's not because it was bad. It's because we miss work. But it's I know you. It's us. I yeah, know you. Exactly. It's and the Matt, voice. And Matt was like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I'll just go on and listen to you on my iPod. <laughs> he never does. He says that. He's like, I'm not listening to you. Oh, nobody ever called him Elvis. Well, uh, nobody ever called Elvis either. He's not the cop. So what do you do? You sit around listening to a police scanner at the house that he lives in. If something happens, you jump on his motorcycle and get to the crime scene a lot of times before the police would. So then you'd have Elvis helping out, or you'd be directing traffic, and until cops got there. This guy got there. This guy. This guy got there. But that's funny. Because he was very popular back then. Oh, yeah. I mean. So, so wouldn't he just be the director? Well, I don't know if he's the director of police anymore. He's out, some guy's out there directing traffic. He's, yeah, it's Elvis. Let him do it. Let's just that's trim. what he said. We can't. Oh, we had to find him a job again. So, so I'll talk to him. No, and that's the thing, right? Elvis would do that. Elvis would stop by police stations late at night or at hours and just stop and make sure that the officers were doing their job. Oh, and here's here's police report. So he donated. Here, here's Elvis at night. Right. And he just. <laughs> I think that's what he did because it was instead of going <laughs> like a French guy, he went. <laughs> it's like he just took the accent off and made the music sing itself. All right. The, he donated Elvis did to a lot of police associations and departments across the country. Purchased equipment and uniforms for like the Memphis Police Department softball team. 
just like him. He gave a, a, a workout room to Penn State when he was younger, and I'm sure he does that for Penn State. And uh, every Christmas, he gives 100 bucks back to help support his neighborhood. And I just think that's such a nice thing. Uh, one time, he gave his baby, Shelby County Sheriff, Bill Morris. He's a great friend. Deputized Elvis after that. Hey, my dad was a uh, legitimate deputy. Really? I say legitimate. Like Elvis-style like de- deputy? A little bit. Here we so, go. And this was a long time ago. I think it was with the Jackson County Sheriff's yeah. Department. Um, I There was a program where you could, citizens could be deputized. And, and basically what they do is after you're deputized, you're on the list. Have you ever had a situation where they needed... Basically, like what Elvis did, like volunteer fireman, but for cops. They just come in and maybe just direct traffic, or if there's a big uh, thing, an issue, or whatever, you're you're just you're not making arrests, you're not shooting people with guns, you're not tracking down the bad guys, you're just helping in a big cover-up. And there were a couple times he got called up, and uh, and and he knew somebody definitely knew <laughs> somebody in that agency that was. Badge. Yes, I, mean, I do. I can see got, Tom running like a badge, too. He got, like, a wallet, a yeah. wallet holder, and a badge, and a very neat picture, you know, with a special ID. And that is the thing got us into so many – I mean, just so That's many That's a get-out-of-jail-free card right there. get-out-of-jail-free card because there was one uh, major driving um, incident. The road dump and a bunch of stuff, a big a pickup truck full of – my dad had a bit of a collection of pickup trucks. And he was always in construction. So it was always, you know, old Geos and – materials, all kinds of different jobs that people get thrown away. So we're driving to the dump, and a window, an old window, because there's like one down one more road, starts getting catching some air, flips backwards, and smashes on the road. No big deal, whatever. My dad gets out with the broom, and uh, starts cleaning up the road, cleaning up, you know, our fault, my bad. Yeah. Well, this car comes up behind us, who's only a mirror down, and gets over to go past us. There's another car coming the other way, though. It's only a two-lane road, so there was enough room. And those two cars, like, just sideswiped each other. Oh. Nobody went spinning out. Nobody got hurt. But they wrecked the car. It was got yep. real crazy. So as we were waiting for the cops, my dad's like, we're off. we got to hurry up. <laughs> it's out as bad. No, we, we have to hurry up and go get parts because we are illegally calling this stuff without a part number. Oh. So we run up to the hardware store just about three blocks up, get it, pop the tarp on there. Cops show up. And and uh, they were kind of taking everybody's statement. Yeah, they're kind of in the wrong part of this. Yeah. Um, but when the cop, you know, he's like, "Yeah, can I see your ID?" And my dad just kind of opens up his hand, and the cop just badges him. Oh, just be gone. Rufo, you come with me. Come over here. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Yeah, right, that's where we're going. Right. And see you later, Tom. <laughs> there was a couple of stories like that. Yeah, 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 it happens. Um, yeah, he still's got the badge. It's got his name, like engraved that's sweet, on it. Man, I mean, I am jealous, sort of, of the nepotism, but I wouldn't mind having the power. <laughs> oh, even like um, uh, our friend Rob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, um, a cop. he's a cop, but he he was driving back and forth to the cabin one day, um, I guess back in the day, and he was going like 55 mile an hour road, like 80, yeah, 85. Pulled over. Cop walks up to him. He's like, uh, you know how fast I'm going? He goes, yeah, 85, flashes the badge, and the other cop goes, have a good day. I mean, it, that was, now that was, I think it's different, right? It's a cell phone camera. 
I was like, that's why everything is recorded the second it you encounter a police officer with this. It Hit the record button, and then pretend it's Monday and shut the fuck up. Well, no, this wasn't. He wasn't. It's different because it's just, if that happened, somebody would find out that he was doing that. Like, they would know that he was actually doing that. I've watched those. They arrest a drunk guy, and he's like, you're a professional courtesy. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you need that shit. Yeah, I saw that one. That, was, that like was in Michigan, too. That was up north. Yeah. 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 All right, more albums. Um, Elvis is now a member of the Shelby County uh, Sheriff's Department. That's a thing. He's even got a uniform, and he carries a gun. Oh, so I guarantee you they're going to carry a gun. So in 1970, California Senator George Murphy promises Elvis to get him a meeting with J. Edgar Hoover of the FBI. And, uh, and, and, and then it's called the DMVD, the Bureau of Narcotics and Seizure. Oh. One of the dangerous ones. Okay. Who makes that bureau? Who makes that determination? The DMVD. Director John Ingersoll probably knows who that is. Yeah. Elvis was hoping to get a private meeting uh, with those guys, get to know them, talk with Hoover and the CIA, but, you know, he thought maybe a donation might get him to get a bag from each of those departments. That's the, that was the thing. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So, uh, Hoover and Ingersoll never responded to Elvis, but the number two guy at the DMVD, John Spillater, did. And he's like, I heard Elvis. Remember Sure did. Yep. Sent quills or things that are uh, Bentwetter did. Can't accept your donation. No badges. Jesus. <laughs> no badges to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tiger Man does not take no for an answer. So he personally arrests the President of the United States at the time, Richard Dick Nixon. Elvis is expected to be concerned for drug culture that could be out there in the Black Panther Party. Hey, those are so vi- those are so like bad. Yeah. He offers his help as a celebrity communicator. Elvis said, quote, I can and will do more good positive federal agent of the United States. He wanted me. He just wanted me so bad. <laughs> this is how DMX wanted it. Elvis said he would uh, wage war against the drug users, the hippies, and the communists. Quote, all I need is federal credentials. I need that badge. <laughs> I gotta get a badge, bro. Give me a badge. I'll make this all go away. December 21st, 1970, President Nixon agrees to meet Elvis. Nixon's aide said, quote, Elvis arrived in a purple jumpsuit was first opened to the naval with a big gold chain and kicked inside. Typical cop look. <laughs> yeah, right to the, <laughs> to the White House. Like, no, 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 no. Kick the door. <laughs> uh, the meeting starts off kind of weird. Oh, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Elvis is complaining about uh, performing in Las Vegas, but, oh, the crowd's not for it. They're mad. They want that chain. Why that chain? Like, come on, get it. And he's Show al- them again. He's also got a lot of anger and hostility towards the Beatles. Really? Yeah, apparently they've been a real force for him since the MCA Manipulating your mind, everybody. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, no, it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do. 
You're doing I, it. I'm doing it right now. I'm like, what's going on? You're expecting me to be doing it. That's great. You got this one. Yeah, not yet. No. So he was probably mad at the Beatles for like a week. Well, I mean, not you know, I mean, yeah. They're making they're <laughs> making mad coin, and he's trying to make mad coin. But they're, he's fighting for a place that he could spend. He knew what was cool too. He was a trendsetter, so he could spot it too. And because you think about the Beatles album, yeah, they had nothing. But popularity, that's the only thing yeah, they could share. But do you think that there was a big group? There were. Do you think a lot of people had both sets of albums crossover? Not then. I yeah. believe it was like the hippies and the non-hippies and that stuff. I think the hippies. I mean, they're doing it with the Beatles and all the free thinkers and free love and everybody from John Lennon and Abraham Lincoln, whatever shit. And then Elvis was more like we had to go to church and was traditional and didn't die until the last minute sort of thing. Right, right. So I get it. Hey, we're all just as human as human beings. And so this this is Elvis coming to Nixon. Nixon probably had an ear for him too, though. Oh yeah, yeah. He, Nixon's he, like, Nixon I, I, I don't disagree, dude. That yeah, yeah, he recognized the power of uh, of the tool of Elvis. So I can do it. Yeah, because what year is this? Seventy one. So this is thirty nine years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a fighting time. I mean, it was. Until they started drinking. Oh well, and then Nixon. <laughs> it was a prop. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So finally. Elvis is standing in front of uh, Nixon, and they're talking, and he says, quote, Mr. President, given the bad material about what Abe has done, that's, that's what I'm hearing, flat out asking. Nixon turned to his aide and said, bud, can you get him a bag? And bud said, Mr. President, if you want to get him a bag, you can do that. Nixon said, make him a bag. So Nixon gave the order. Elvis was super happy, and they went around the brass club gave Nixon this big bear hug, like, oh, my God, thank you, my Is this on TV, you think? Is this on film? Like there, there's pictures, but there's no video. Yeah, it's probably on TV. Small snag. Uh, Elvis was doing great, but uh, when he got there, he entered the White House armed. Yeah, this is, I like this story. It's because it's Elvis. Yeah. So, uh, but the deal was, Elvis was bringing a gun to give to Nixon. He's like, I got this gun. I don't need this, but I think you'll like this one. So, after a brief talk from uh, Secret Service, representative uh, Nixon, uh, Elvis gifted Nixon a World War II commemorative Colt 45 pistol. It was beautiful, too. It was like all that kind of stuff. It looked fantastic. But they knew he was bringing it before he entered in the office? No, that's right. Yeah. He, oh, well, he yeah, but, but not before he got to the White House. So he showed up to the White House with a gun. They're like, um, excuse me, Mr. President, uh, you just can't have a gun here. Oh, so he didn't hand, he didn't, he didn't like. He wasn't like quick draw no, it out to no, Nixon. No, no, no. no. I, like heard, I guess I heard the story wrong. And I'm going to believe the way I heard it. Let's hear your story. No, just, this is the way I choose to believe this story. <laughs> the multiverse, man. It probably so, happened. So Elvis and Nixon are doing their thing in the office. They're talking about, you know, I want a badge. Hey, we got to get rid of Kanye West. The Beatles are terrible. Whatever. They're talking about all that crap. Right. And then Elvis is like, hey, thanks for that badge. I'm going to get back with you on that. And I brought you a present, too. And he opened a box, and there's a handgun in it. And then this everybody's looking around going, got the box. Seriously, this dude just walked in with a gun. And this president's like, that's my story. I'm sticking by it. it. It's very close to that. Elvis walked through the White House for many, many hours with a gun that no one knew that he had, but before he got to the Oval Office. Before they got to the, he got to the president, right. somebody checked like, the box. Hey, what's that? And then it was like, guys, we got to get rid of this guy. He's, 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 I mean, he was.
wasn't in, he wasn't there to harm the president. No. But what if it wasn't Zoolander then? That's what everybody said. Which yeah. you know what? I You've never seen Zoolander? I haven't seen one or two. I can't stand it. It's too stupid. That's the point though. I understand that, but it's just too bad. Here's the thing. That's the best thing. I do about like it. Jake. Jake. That's my favorite Spongebob character. Jake. And uh Again, it's just Will Ferrell isn't there. John C. Riley? Was he? I don't know, man. But if John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are in it, I love it. Now that is a good movie. I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. And plus, I heard he's a comedian too. So who's the uh, the guy that is on the 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 you know on the Office the show The Office? No. Todd Pass. You know Todd Pass is? I don't. He was on. in my seat, man. Uh, you're going to tip the desk over. I'm going to flip it over. Oh, we'll get there. So, yeah, I'm going to go as, for Halloween, Todd Pass. Nice. I, I know. I really do. But he's one of the, he was like the sports commentator on um, Ron Burgundy show. Um, <laughs> and make sure you get pictures. Again, when people work so hard to make those characters, I just can't, I don't believe it. What do you mean work so hard? Ron Burgundy, well, one, you're competing with Ron Burgundy to get – He does a podcast as, uh, Ron, as Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. So I hear the ads all the time. Hi, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, come but on. You're beating worked, a dead horse. They bro. worked on those characters until they went about. Uh, they took more than that. Those characters are meant for a sketch show to be in short sketches, not to be lifelong lived out mode until they – like, let it die, bro. Work. I don't know. I like them as different characters, not the same one from Ted Lasso. And then people always get the quote wrong. It's like, well, that escalated quickly. No, it's not the quote. I didn't see the movie, and I know it's not the quote. Angry Brian. A little bit. <laughs> Everybody stop Will telling Farrell me. Will Ferrell was on um, Fred Ger- Grills. Grill? Fred Bear? Fred Bear Grills. Bear Grills. Which I also don't know. I've never really seen it, but he did the surviving. Yeah, yeah, they bring celebrities. And, and, and I think everybody watching, I think they're just watching Will Ferrell go. Right. Well, they're really being funny to people. It's just being hilarious. I don't know that he's that funny. Maybe it comes across as funny. Like, Kevin Nealon has a real show like that called Hiking with Kevin Nealon, where he literally gets a GoPro and just goes hiking with him. And so a lot of it's just like. There's some cold Saturday Night Live but it's all based off of Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. They always do it. Like comedians hiking with Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon. What was his shtick at that one on Saturday Night Live? Um, into uh, 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 where he'd tell people to it, you know tell people subliminal message guy or something. Oh, he was Hans's mom. You know that one? Yeah. I heard you talk to her. But no, he had one that was subliminal. There message was subliminal guy. message guy. That was that was ridiculous. All right, all right. Well. Back um, much like all this stuff in your Halloween costume, I want some cool pictures. Okay. You can do that. I have a lot of cool pictures all the time. Don't worry about it. I mean, take pictures. The internet will tell you, buddy. Send nudes. Don't do that. Send nudes. Well, that goes with Jake. Okay, I was going to say, that'll never go <laughs> Send pullets. Uh, they took some cool pictures together. Elvis and Nixon did. You can look at those online. Elvis is in the purple jumpsuit, and Nixon's in the purple jumpsuit. They exchanged some more gifts. 
Indian elders in the body yard that we were all grateful for their time and attention. Uh, Ms. Wingate, who are elders in the Officers of Protection and Diversity Legal Corporation. Everybody's a big love fest. 1971, Elvis meets Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, again, not just just an actor. Yeah, almost killed Elvis. <laughs> he almost killed Elvis? Now, in a Vegas hotel room, Elvis hands Alice Cooper a loaded snub-nosed 38 pistol. Here, <laughs> what happened? Elvis goes to Alice Cooper, he goes, here, I'm going to take this pistol for you. So he's handing out guns like how, like he's like a, yeah, la- like, well, no, like well, party favors here. Let's get, well, hold on. Now, he gave him a gun, but he wanted him to use it. So Elvis is going to teach Alice how to kick a gun out of somebody's hand when they're pointed at him. So Alice Cooper, he's like, I've got a thirty-eight loaded and cocked pointed at Elvis. And he's like, for a second there I thought, I could shoot Elvis and be the most famous man in the world. <laughs> and then he goes, Elvis kicked the gun out of my hand, and then that was pretty much the end of it. So there you go. Elvis meets Alice Cooper. Anybody's pointed a gun at me, we're close. Yeah, Alice right? Cooper's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind, Stone, of, kind of accurate. Stone Hot Dogs and Cleveland does it. Yeah. Yeah, he does it. Maybe it's another <laughs> travel of the series. Maybe it's another. Yeah. Movie. I think, yeah, I think it is the, yeah, I think that's uh, the, yeah. Are you ready for uh, the story of, you know what? No, we're going to take a break because when we come back, we're going to have the story of Elvis versus Hamburger Jane. Hamburger Jane, I like all right. I like, I want a hamburger. I almost got a hamburger from that place. Woo! Show 
so they're I, not going to be cool by then. It's not until March. My, my wife and I go to, like, Scotch and Tootie shows. Like, we're going to Joe Rogan here tomorrow. And uh, I was looking in the tickets book, right? Guess how much tickets are for live Leonard Cohen? Uh, 25 bucks. I would be guessing it's not that much. Oh, I thought I did look it up. I didn't feel like it was that expensive. Yeah, put a one in front of that. It's $124 starting for upper bowl seats, and then $421 for, like, first row tickets. Dude, I don't even like paying two bucks a month for the who. I got to have to watch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's yeah. It's funny. It's funny, but I feel like it's – my wife and I sort of broke it down. I feel like we're kind of like a boutique comedy thing. Like, the Gucci of comedy sort of thing. Yeah, unless they're going to be bringing everybody in public. Who knows? It's different. Anyway. Elvis. Elvis. I am the story of a hamburger James. I always – I knew you liked hamburgers. Let's start with B-Facts. Uh, set things up. A, Ben likes hamburgers. B, Elvis is on fries and called Memphis Mafia. They called him themselves that then? Yeah. I thought they changed the nickname to something. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they called him the Mafia. Yeah. It's really obvious they don't like hamburgers. Like, it pisses me off. Who, because the Mafia is lost its power or just calling people that? Well, the Italian Mafia in New York, that whole sort of thing. Have you ever broke down? Well, it's not recorded anywhere. I just, I think it's like, right, the computers came by, the people were actually tracking the money what way better than the books. What the mafia did is what they've done better, and now it just has a James eventually gets in. He's in the mob, man. He's in the mafia. He's like, uh, what job do you think you got? I'm going with getting nails and hamburgers. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, I, of course, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Hamburger James uh, was the guy who, you know, didn't matter what time of day it was or where they were in the country, Elvis wants a hamburger. Elvis gets a hamburger. Elvis gets a hamburger. So James got other things, too, like making fun of the mafia. Those are specifically the examples in the article I read. Who needed cars or horses? Oh, God, God damn, if you don't need a horse, though. Mrs. Parker's might have visited us. <laughs> That's a lovely bridal you're wearing today. Oh, I see God. you just got your hooks done. Nice. Yes, I always keep you up to date. I'm a big Richard Branson fan. Yeah, 
Elvis, uh, they drug him to one of the subdivisions of the state park, but I think he tried to plead and he felt like he couldn't walk, so they just let him go. But they took care of him in the doctor, and he was cool again. Right. So he was on amphetamine, he was on prednisone. Well, there's a list of his methods. All right. So he, he was Elvis kind of anti-drug. He was anti-drug, but yet, and again, lots of illicit drugs. ironically, the largest drug trafficker in the entire United States. And we are all a citizen of this but state of They're doing a lot more Xanax prescriptions. It's a Xanny. It's yeah. illegal. Come to the doctor. And that's a big problem these days. So Because people have that false sense of security, and Elvis may very well may have. Uh, yes. That it's been it's given safe. to me by doctors, and it's fine and safe. Yeah. Which, taking maybe street drugs is a little bit more dangerous because you don't know where they came from, where you're assuming most of our prescribed drugs went through some sort of... Uh, There's some stuff missing in the kit, right? They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, I guess while they're trying to figure it out, Elvis got hungry again. And he's like, hey, where's Hamburger King? You know, they uh, want hamburgers and chips now. Oh, shit. All right, so where's he at? Who's even back there? Who's coming to knock on the door? Ah! <laughs> I can't believe this is going to be fucking knock anymore. Uh, they figured James is heading to the airport. Storm the airport. Oh, <laughs> they jump. They jump through crowds. Um, they start like tossing. They're like, out of the way, out of the way. You know, and, uh, people 
start panicking and stuff. Armed gunmen are nearby, right? But uh, they start to escape, kind of frightened like this. Elvis and the Memphis Mafia start screaming, Stop that plane! Stop that plane! Because the plane was away from the gate and like headed down the runway. And the lady working the gate recognizes Elvis. She's like, Oh my god, Elvis, I'm a really big I, fan. I, really I like will stop music. that plane for you. Well, no, she just keeps going on. She's like, Oh, Lovey Tender is my favorite song. She's like, Oh my god, I really appreciate that. But uh, she's probably like, He rips out her back and like throws her back. She's like, You know, and she's suddenly raging. And she's like, Oh, okay. She's like, Bam! Next thing you know, they stop the plane. And, uh, and they're like, you got to stop. She's like, okay. So the plane stops, and then they back it up to the gate, right? You're still expecting police or somebody else to be there. Well, they don't need police. They got Elvis. Correct. Elvis and the Memphis Mafia <laughs> enter. <laughs> got this cover guy. They enter the plane. I will call backup if necessary. They Not find, necessary. They find Hamburger James, like, in the back row there. They grab him. He's got pics, pictures of Piccolo, and he's got the cash on him. They escort him off of the plane. Perfect. Where he is living up to all the standards that are set forth by a society that we want our law enforcement personnel to uh, subscribe to. Right. Nailed it. They drag Hamburger off the plane, right? And they take him back to the hotel. I bet they do. <laughs> they don't take him to the police station. They don't go to airport security or anything like that. They take him back to their hotel room. Well, they probably have another towel all on him at that point. <laughs> Elvis walks up to James, smacks him twice in the face. And then starts crying. He started crying? Yep. And he's like, James, you got to give me my money. And James is like, give us money. Why would you like to know? I just want to go back to Memphis. I'm going to help you out there. I could have given you money. You didn't even steal from me. He's like, I could keep your job if you wanted to, but fine. Well, beat him out of the plane. Did they? <laughs> no, just kidding. Elvis gives him actually a few weeks' salary, sends him back to Memphis. Uh, but basically, Elvis stopped the plane and kidnapped the guy. <laughs> you hear about that kid? Well, this it's an old story now, sort of like a video game story. Um, it's been like like you know busting the dude and crying and having some compassion for him. Mm. I mean, that was all Elvis. Like he was a yeah yeah. He was a he was a dork. I mean, he was crazy. Hey, it's like I have money. Do you think about me, dude? Yeah, Come on. yeah. He's stealing pictures of my wife is a little weird. That's a bit of I'd be mad about that. Well, he probably just destroyed my wife and then posted it online. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. So, um, this uh, security guard at a high school, uh, he was also like a football coach, and he did some other work for the school. Everybody knew him. Everybody liked him. He played for the uh, Oregon Ducks. video oh it's with chunks in it okay uh you know in tears and he got the gun away from the kid and then hand that gun off to the teacher and he just like bear hugged the kid the whole time like hugging him not aggressively yeah yeah they both kind of started like crying and stuff or whatever and the kid was very remorseful this happened a while ago now he has another video game coming out probably because of that book that he read or whatever yeah but that you know if you're a kid that wants to That's what that little, uh, that's what that did with that security guard. The guy's been asking for weeks to try to find him, and he just couldn't find him. He had to buy another gun. He's like, that boy, he, was, he needed a hug. He was doing something terrible right now. He shouldn't have been doing it. He should have walked. 
Well, that's different. Though. Maybe that was like hamburger game.
crashed his car through the gates and decided to DUI. He had those bad tires. Right. Now, the next day, Lewis, Lewis drives up in a brand-new Lincoln Continental. Apparently, driving your car through a gate and getting a DUI doesn't stop you from getting into another car tomorrow. <laughs> no, if you got the money. Yeah, you're right. I got in the car instantly to do this all day. So he's got this Lincoln Continental. He drives that up to the gate uh, with a brand-new gun sitting on the dashboard. said, <coughs> Paul, sorry, this is where Ray Lewis said, <coughs> found the gun. I know you have it in there. Call up there. Tell Elvis I have the gun. And who the hell is he? Tell him. He said it in this cadence. Tell him Hillary here at the studio. No, but I had it that we'd like to do something that involves Hillary. Yeah, it's a very particular <coughs> set of circumstances. No, he's just like, get him on the intercom, man. Tell, tell him I want to see him right now. Killer's down here. He wants to see him. Did you guys use the first uh, Bush joke episode on the job? Like, no, no Jedi mind? had uh, broken out the window of his car and thrown a champagne bottle into it. He threw out into his own car? Yeah. Well, he was drunk. Yeah. Not him. Uh, the pistol Ooh. was... Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there, actually. Yeah. I was totally forgetting. Hold on. The pistol was a loaded and cocked Derringer, according to the Boston Chronicle. And uh, Lewis was arrested for carrying a weapon and being drunk. Drunk is not listed here. That's probably a good thing. said of the incident, quote, I was drinking a lot of champagne, but I don't like champagne. It made me a little wild and drunk. I don't believe it. Alcohol is alcohol, people. Hey, I know everybody disagrees with me. Do you think tequila is the same as beer, is the same as whiskey? I think it's used the same. You're talking to yourself. No, well, I mean, it drink different. A hard liquor can absorb it just as fast as a sweet liquor. If I drink Shots of vodka oh. or shots of whiskey. Oh. It's all tasting. Me 
that we uh, saw this in person here. We uh, remember a past Sunday morning night service that we had been a part of. No, we have not talked about that. Oh, I swear we have. All right. Yeah. That was the last Sunday morning that we were part of the Christian Fellowship. Yes. I don't know what that is. What the thing to do. So you do it because it's better to turn to confession when you're drunk instead of turning to church. So it's good for you nowadays. You know, you got alcohol in your blood and a lot of people are like, I don't like the taste. I don't like the calories. I don't like the weight and stuff. So uh, if you put fire in your mouth, you can put it in your beard and then you can just pour it up your asshole. Get it in your asshole then. Hopefully it's not the can. <laughs> At least the bottle has a bit of a torpedo shape to it. I'm going to need you to hold that open for a second. I don't know how long that beard is going to last. Don't worry. When you rinse that beard out, I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, right? Why is it not tapering? What is that? It's got a smooth, rounded edge on it. Why is there a bottle of Bud Light and KY Jelly right next to it? But apparently, no, this is actually a national tradition. You can look this up. You can even use it to cure uh, stomach alcohol. So it's not only a national tradition, it's really kind of like a cult thing. But it's absorbed by your colon much quicker than drinking it in your stomach. I don't think you should. I think you should probably do that. If I'm doing that, I'm going to get in trouble. Homework. Ben, you need to go <laughs> You need to go ask Chug a shot of liquor. Oh, hold on. You can't do a whole bottle of pure shot. What if I possibly five. I, I like the taste of my, my beer when I shot it in my mouth. Oh, you won't answer that. I don't want to <laughs> put a lime up my butthole. Do I have to use lime still? I think that's part of the recipe, right? Like the gin and tonic has should I take lime. the Should I take the toothpaste off the olive and do it in a martini? Now, <laughs> now, what I understand is that you don't actually like to cut the lime. You need the whole lime. Ice cube first. No. <laughs> Ice cube first, then lime, then liquor. Then you mix it. Shake first. it out and drink yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's true, because what the kids are doing nowadays is ridiculous. Actually, you know what? Makes total sense. That's why all those hard seltzer cans are smaller in diameter. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the reason right And they there. have light flavoring in them, because they don't need it. That's the reason. All right. All right. Well, that's the whole point. We need to be drunk instead of drinking. Okay. With light flavoring. Putting champagne in front of us. That's how it busted the window. Oh, my God. It almost it farted. It shot out of the shot right out. It bubbled. Elvis himself is slipping. Uh, he's trying to come back. Glaucoma, high blood pressure, liver damage. Large intestinal bleeding. Oh, that's right. Large bladder bleeding. Let's see. Uh, he had an intense touring schedule, coming to town with Elvis to shows basically every other day for three full weeks. Recorded six studio albums. Yeah, but not with that much. The, the touring was tough. Didn't he get a stint where he was just doing like Vegas? Yeah, he did uh, just doing 50, Vegas. Fifty-two shows in something like almost six weeks. Yeah, he did seven well, weeks worth of touring. Right, because he played a lot of packed Vegas clubs. Right, but that's not hard because you're in the same places every day. You're not taking a plane or a bus or but whatever. But he would continue to do tours and perform on those shows. Yeah, so, so he's like in Tennessee, like still doing stand-up in Vegas. In Vegas, and you know, L.A. or Vegas. And his actual band didn't want to do it with him because he was like, I don't know. Like, he was like, I don't want to be on the Led Zeppelin tour bus. Huh. Anyway, uh, he did a lot of prescription drugs in those shows. He couldn't keep up with it, so he had the uppers. Once you're getting them up, the downers are getting the sleep. I know. And his doctors probably were ripping, ripping them off, man. Colonel Tom had a slew of doctors for the rest of the trip. August 16, 1977, Elvis was headlined on tour that day. Uh, it was in town. Elvis looked, you know, 
traitor. Jesus is good. Several different uh, medical opinions about his death. Some say heart attack, some say suffocation, which would be certainly dramatic. Murder. Some say head trauma. Oh my god. 
Uh, that yeah. is that is some of the fat Elvis. Fat Elvis? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I skipped a ton on Elvis because one, it's Elvis, so all of his life is covered in gray. Right. So we're kind of focused on other episodes so, right. of Friends. Uh, all about, about the law. Her life. Yeah. The, the law of Hebrew marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Elvis is still an icon today. People still celebrate him. And uh, still talk about him. He's still relevant, viable, great uh, thing and place. Yeah. People still think about him. Dressed up in a jumpsuit with a big collar, rhinestones and vests and hoodies and all the big hair and the black hair and the pink Cadillac and all that other crap. Oh, before it's his Elvis. before his death, there were like fifteen Elvis impersonators around Las Vegas. And after his death, they just reappeared in cities and towns worldwide. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. I, I, knew what, I knew that. One. Not counting the unregistered ones. lovable dude, I think for the most part. Yeah, he was not our typical kind of easy guy, but... Uh, no, he wanted to get along. Yeah, no, Elvis he wanted is cool, to get along. and he's cute. I, that, he's one of the guys that makes for a cute partner, but you don't see that kind of Elvis in real life. No, no one. And he was at the same time as, like, the Beatles, yep. and the Stones, and, yep. and the Who, and the whatnot. He inspired a lot of people, including Elvis Presley, and the entire Hebrew Christian community. Which makes sense. But he was a one-man show. It was Elvis. He didn't share the spotlight with anybody, <laughs> and it wasn't like he was trying to take the spotlight from anybody. It was just, hey, let's get this dude up on stage. Hey, I'm Elvis. Yeah. So coming back to your life, um, you had said there's stuff that you regret not doing. No, I regret not doing. Okay, so what are some things that you wish you had done regarding Elvis? But one thing you wish you had done differently. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. All right, that's Elvis. Friends, everybody. Hey, well, let's just fun to it. Park. I see. I see. Like that. See. Yeah, no, come back I hate it. Park. I hate it. Now I'm an 80s child. I hate Central Park. We'll never do it again, will we? No, we'll probably never do it again. We might not. There's not too many big topics like Elvis, but if you can think of one, send it to us, folks. We can use the time machine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Hit us up right there. I do remember your groin sounds cool from your murder. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, I tried to get that on kick. Well, hey, after we get done, we had to wait a week to see the next episode. So was it Netflix? Boom. Oh, no, no binging TV back then. Oh, my gosh. You watched the miniseries. That took you like four or five weeks, man. But if you were worried, I mean, if you watched it within the first episode and then you were mad about it and had to wait two weeks to see this, listen to this episode, thank you. Oh, I that's appreciate fan. it. That's no, fan. That's, that's all right. Super fan. Thank you. You could actually thank the show. Yeah. Speaking of fans, I got a, some fan comments from YouTube. YouTube comments. Yeah, we got a YouTube comment from uh, Bolton Steve. Or Dupree Bolton. Dupree Bolton. Do you remember? He was the jazz musician. Yeah, long, yeah. Particular episode uh, Elvis Dupree 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 Yeah, the the Elvis episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can we name it? I feel like we talked about I like that story and then bringing up the one. I've said this before. I like him stopping a plane. I swear I heard that. I never heard that story. I was like, I swear I I heard Elvis ran down a guy in an airport one time, but I didn't realize it was like Memphis Mafia guys with shoulder holsters, like stopping a plane and bringing it back to the gate. Well, no, just th- they weren't Hold prepared. I mean, they weren't. It was like at the point at which they all open up their suitcase and got their shoulder holsters on. Dude, they're hey, 
a bunch of southern good old boys. I assume they like guns and boots. Like, you know, well, the shoulder holes are thick and popping. Yeah, in the 70s, man, or the 60s, they were like popping those, man. You know, like Sarge King Hutchinson. I can just see them all running out in the parking lot trying to strap that baby on, and their guns kind of just flailing, clapping. And they're run, you know, going across the hood of a car. Just a bunch of big southern boys who peanut butter and banana sandwiches fried butter. Take us out, Brian. All right, everybody. Uh, hit us up on the social medias wherever you can get your own social media information. Get your updates to us. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.